Welcome to the Green Zone Podcast, the show that teaches oil and gas executives how to take command of their finances and live in the green. Your host, Jeff Green, from Green Financial Group, will be your financial guide, all while giving you a tour of the most beloved and best-kept secret spots around Houston, Texas. Now, on to the show. The time will come when you are no longer around. Yes, you're dead. Well, you say, that's okay, because you have a will. Maybe. But how comprehensive is that will? And did you know that document is only part of an estate plan? Jeff Green and Lauren Smith will set you straight with 10 things you should do when it comes to estate planning. Go for it, folks. Well, thank you, Patrice. I liked that intro. That was a great intro. <laughs> thank um, you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so, you know, estate planning is, is really a big deal. And we harp on this one a lot because I think it's neglected a lot. It is. I mean, no one wants to think about when they're going to die. I mean, you, you just don't. You want to think about while you're alive, what you're going to do with your assets, how you're going to spend them, how you're going to live your retirement, you know, all the warm and fuzzy stuff. No one wants to think about, hey, I'm going to kick the bucket, then what? <laughs> That's a little morbid. But there's things that you need to do. And I, and I, and I highly encourage these. And, and a lot of this, I think, is self-explanatory, but a lot of it is not. And a lot of people don't think of the things that, some of the things that we're going to go over here today. And I would encourage everyone, you know, if you want a list of these things, Email us, let us know. We're happy to send it to you. You know, if you're just driving along, listening to this, and you don't want to write things down. But the first obvious thing is the will, right? So you got to get the will done. And that falls under just, you know, all of the estate planning documents, right? You need to outline what documents you need, what documents you want. And the primary one is the will, as Jeff mentioned. Yeah. I'm a, I don't know if you could hear the sirens outside the window just now, but we're, we, live, we live, I mean, we work directly across the street from a, um, Assisted living. Assisted living, right? And there's so there's ambulances out there all the time. Hence the need for this estate planning podcast right now. Way to tie it all together. I know. I don't. You know, so anyway, yeah. So the wills. I just had my wills redone, by the way. And you know, I'm gonna kind of put this in in kind of a personal perspective also because I've done all the things that we're going to go over here today. And I think they're extraordinarily important, but get the wills done. And within the wills, oftentimes they create trusts, right? Some maybe some bypass trusts or things like that for the kids. My, my boys are relatively younger, right? My oldest turns 22 next Sunday, then they go down from there. And they're not old enough to have any kind of real money that may be you know coming their way. So it gets put into a trust, and this is something your estate attorney can help you. You know, this is just what I've done. And your estate attorney can help you with your particular situation. But, you know, my boys, they'd probably be in Vegas doing really stupid they'd things. They have some good cars. <laughs> That's right. Nice house, good cars. Right. So it goes into a trust. They get it at a, you know, a certain age that is in their 30s, by the way. Um, Which hopefully they won't because you'll be around for yeah, a long time. Well, I hope so. Um Again, I'm not planning on going anywhere, but just in case. It's always important to plan. Right. You know, another important document is the power of attorney. And we deal with that a lot in our industry is just, you know, as you're getting older and maybe, you know, not able to make the same decisions or feel confident in the decisions, that's when power of attorney can come into play. And there's different types of power of attorney. There's some that come in, go, um, they cease to exist once you're incapacitated. There's some that come into effect once you're incapacitated. There's different kinds, depends on the situation, who your power of attorney is, but always a good thing to have set up, have that person that's there to act on your behalf that you trust and yeah. you know is going to make the right and decisions And again, for a state planning attorney can help you walk through these. By the way, if you don't have a good estate planning attorney, let us know. We have some, a couple of recommendations for you out there as well. 
Another thing, healthcare directive. So similar to a power of attorney, but this deals with healthcare. So especially as we were dealing with COVID last year and a lot of people unexpectedly going, a lot of healthy people going to the hospital unexpectedly, really important to have that person out there that you trust and you know is going to act in your best interest the way that you want them to act. You don't want to, you don't want to have someone as your healthcare directive that is going to pull the plug immediately when you want to make sure you exhaust every single option that's out there. You want to make sure that that aligns with what you want. Yeah. You and I have firsthand experience with that. We We do. Yeah. We lost a very dear friend during that time. So, and by the way, he did not have his medical directives in place and it became not a big issue, but it was somewhat of an issue for his wife. Um, You know, she was already going through a very, very difficult time. So the last thing you want is to be going through something that you would never anticipate, you never want to go through, and then you're having to track down paperwork that might or might not, it doesn't exist. And, you know, if you have the directive, you know where it is, you can hand it to the doctor and say, look, I can make the calls here. Right. And that's, you know, that goes back to your medical directives and all those things in the will that if if you're, if you have a hard time trying to figure that out, a good estate planning attorney can help you talk through could, he won't make that determination for you, of course, but he can help you with conversations to have with yourself about who the best person for these things might be. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is the next one here is, you know, I I, make it a list of what you got, right. All your financial accounts, all, you know, where your insurance, all these important things, your, your health insurance, your life insurance, where's your wills, you know, all these things. This is extraordinarily important because I have been the executor of a will. And I promise you, you think it's an honor position, but it is no fun. And it was for my dad and he, he had stuff everywhere. I mean, I had to just dig through his desk and all, I mean, it was kind of, it was a nightmare. So Here's a solution for you out there. And this is Lauren. This is one you and I talk about all the time. And I must say that there, there's these kinds of things available, uh, you know, pretty much anywhere, but you know, our clients have what we call the vault, right? It is an online cloud-based digital storage, digital storage, highly secure place to store these documents and you can store your passport on there, your wills, your medical directives, you know, a list of all your your accounts, the title of your house, virtually everything can be stored on there. And you give those people who are important to you, maybe, you know, your heirs, you know, I've got three boys, my three boys know where to go to, to find everything, right? They all do. Only one's going to be an executor, right? But they all three know where everything is. So, you give that password in that location to those important to you, those heirs that you have, so that they know where to go. So it is not a mess for them when they're already going through an extraordinarily difficult time, right? So it makes it easier on them. So you want to do something for them, make it easy on them. Yeah. And if you have accounts from all over the place, you might have a bank account, an investment account. You know, we like to encourage clients to consolidate and keep everything in one spot for simplicity's sake for investment management sake, there's a lot of reasons to do that. But if you don't, and you have things all over the place, write them down on a piece of paper and just have it in one spot and then upload that to the vault. So everyone can, your executors, your beneficiaries can look at the paper and say, okay, great. There's this account here. That that way they'll have an action plan of how to even go about finding everything. Yeah, that's great. 
so beneficiary designations are another big one. So once you get your wills done and like maybe some of these trusts are created, right? They're not, but they're, they're, the trusts aren't created until after you pass. Like in my situation, I have trust, three trusts for the boys that are created on my demise. And oftentimes, and you need to check again with your estate attorney, but rather than, than listing maybe your spouse or your kids as the beneficiary of your IRA, list that trust that will be created the minute that you die. And that way, those assets flow freely without having to go through probate and all that go right to the trust and then begin managed by the trustee of the trust. And there's certain times that that makes sense. Other times it does not. There are tax implications to having a trust as a beneficiary. So that's not a hard, fast rule in everyone's situation. So definitely something to talk to your advisor, talk to a state attorney and a state attorney to really make sure that you're doing the right thing. And then another thing with beneficiaries, beneficiaries can change. If you go through a divorce or your beneficiary passes away, there's a lot of things that can happen over the course of 20, 30 years that you might have this account set up and inactive. So constantly be paying attention to those things, reviewing. We like to, on annual reviews with our clients, just remind them, hey, this is how this is set up. Has anything changed? Oh, we have another grandchild. We need to make sure that they're split evenly in the mix or you know, I actually got a divorce. So now I want my kids to be the beneficiary and not my ex-spouse. So very important to be reviewing that at least yearly because things do change. Yeah, exactly. What about gifting, Warren? Gifting's an important one too. I like gifts. I like gifts too. (laughs) I like when people give me the maximum gift allowance for the year of $16,000. How much is that? It's currently $16,000 for 22 for 22 that you can gift someone tax-free. Okay. Which is always good, good strategy, by the way. And we're going to get into this, by the way, the, the next uh, podcast is about, you know, how much to give your college grad kid, right? And gifting, there's ways to give or lend to give to your child without, you know, making it beneficial for you the giver and them, the receiver. So if you're going to give something to them, you can gift it to help reduce your, the size of your estate. And if you're married, you each get to give 16,000, right? So and it's not, you know, it doesn't seem like a lot, but over a year, over the course of you know, many years, it becomes it quite up. a bit. Right. Right. And, you know, I think you talked about this a minute ago, but another thing when doing your estate planning, thinking about your beneficiaries, your heirs, it is important to consider who you are assigning as your beneficiary. So if you're, you know, as Jeff said in his case, if you're having young kids as the beneficiaries, make sure you're thinking through, yes, it might make more, it makes sense. The kids are the obvious heirs, but if they're going to be, you know, 10 years old, you want to make sure that the assets are set up in a way that they're guided and they're protected and the kids are not going to just get a million bucks at 10, 10 years old and, right. you know, not know. Yeah. What so yeah, that was, it. yeah. So you're right. We were, we we're talking about the trust with that. Right. So you can, so you can create these trusts really to do whatever you want. I mean, it's just, a, it's up to your imagination and how you want to do it. And then you can assign a trustee. This could be somebody that, you know, right. Or it could be a corporate entity, which is what I went with. I went with a corporate entity whom the, the, they must follow the provisions of the trust. You know, if I say that college, you know, college is paid for all their expenses or whatever throughout the trust and great, that's done. Um, if I say they get some spending money, I guess that's determined by, well, I'll say, guess it is determined by the amounts that, that are allowable in the, within the trust that you create. So, and it's not just for young kids. If you might have an adult child, that's a beneficiary that maybe has some spending issues or has had some 
you know, issues in the past that you don't think is prepared to receive a large sum of money at one time. So there's also trust that can be set up for that. So just the point is to think about your beneficiaries. You know the person, but maybe they have unique situations that need to be paid attention to. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a good list to start with. There's more that we can go over in the interest of time. I don't want to do that right now. But you know, if you if this list intrigues you, there's more behind it and some more detail behind it. Feel free to give us a call, reach out, let us know. Uh, if you want that list, you can reach us at 713-244-3030. Or you can uh, reach us online. You go to our website at www.greenfinancialgrp.com. Well, there you go. There you have it. And whether you are dead or alive, don't miss any episode of The Green Zone. Follow the podcast and please share with others. Thank you for listening to The Green Zone podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Green Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. Green Financial Group is not a registered broker or dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Jeff Green is the founder of Green Financial Group and is a registered principal of RJFS. The Green Financial Group is located at 6363 Woodway Drive, Suite 625, Houston, Texas, 77057, and can be reached at 713-244-3030. Raymond James is not affiliated with and does not endorse the opinions or services of his guests.